0: Amen. Thank you. Thank you very much. It's good to be here in the house of God. And congratulations to my brothers and to my sister. Amen. Going into the ministry like they are. Let me tell you something. I wish I had what you have right now, right here. Amen. If you do not succeed, and success is sometimes outrated because success is doing what God has given you to do, whether it be small or whether it be great. But if you don't succeed, somebody ought to take you back here behind the church. whoop will really good because you've got the best right here. Hello? It's a little Tennessee talk right there. Amen. You've got one of the greatest pastors, Brother Randy, and such a staff. And my word of encouragement to you is serve in every area of the church that you can and learn every bit of it that you can. Amen. To where later you may be able to guide others in that area, in that situation. Amen. Be there. Hunger for every bit of knowledge that you can get. Take advantage of everything out of this church that you can. Because they have so much to offer. And whether you're here, planted in this church, or whether you go on to another church, amen, you can carry it on, and then you can hand it on, amen, to other great, amen, works of God. Hallelujah. As I was in prayer the other day, the Lord began to deal with me about this subject, amen. And the subject tonight is called, What Do You Desire? And I began to pray, began to seek the Lord Monday morning as I came here for intercessory prayer. And the Lord began to lay this on my heart, and I began to sob, and I began to weep. The Lord began to give me this desire, amen, to give to you in which, amen, the name of it is, what do you desire? Colossians 3 and 1 says that if then you were raised from Christ, Amen. Raised with Christ. Seek those things which are above where Christ is sitting on the right hand of God. Set your mind. You know, we set ourselves up for great possibilities or we set ourselves up for failure. Amen. And the devil wants to set you up to do the wrong things, to have the wrong desires. And and there's nothing wrong with baseball. There's nothing wrong with football. There's Nothing wrong with going to a cardinal game, having fun, having a good time. It's just hard to imagine that Jesus probably played ball too. Amen. That he was, uh, his activities just wasn't in studying the word all the time. But you know what? I believe that God is motivating people right now by the Holy Spirit to get a hold of a deep desire where yet you have not, amen, got that desire The Lord is speaking to you. For the Bible says to set your mind on the things above. The things above will begin to touch your heart, begin to deal with your mind, your soul, and your spirit about what would be pleasing unto him and what he would have you to do. Set your mind on things above, not on the things of the earth. The people that I have seen God blessing and the people that I have seen God using mightily Amen, are people that have had this deep desire to do something for God. Have you got that desire tonight? Have you just kind of been floating along? Or is there something that is hot within you? Is there something that you just can't get rid of? Just like Pastor Miller said that if you can do anything else, do it. The same thing was said to me. Amen, and I I wanted to be something else really. But I felt the desire to preach the gospel. I felt the desire to try to touch people's lives in evangelism and also in the pastoral field. Amen. There have been many people that have got a desire for God, a desire for revival, a desire to see souls saved, and, and it goes on and on and on. But in pastoring, I've had people, amen, to say, Brother Lemons, I just don't have a desire. I've just been coming to church by faith. I I just don't know how to get a desire anymore. And I'm talking about people that have been serving God for a good while. And, And so what I told them is what I'm telling you today. You get that desire by setting yourself up again. Set yourself up. Amen. You can set yourself up for victory. You can set yourself up for failure. You can set yourself up by just being a casual Christian or you can dig deep and get a real desire for God. I'm talking about something that burns inside of your soul. I'm talking about a want that can't keep you from the house of God. I'm talking about something inside of you that says, I must preach the gospel of Jesus Christ or teach the gospel of Jesus Christ or I must knock on the doors of this community. Those are the things I'm talking about. But you get that desire by setting yourself up, by beginning to seek the Lord in prayer. Everything starts by prayer. John 15 and verse four tells us it is that connection of prayer, amen, that all of a sudden gets things stirred up within you. Abide in me and I in you as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me. For I am the vine and you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. And as I began to search the Lord and get deep in the Lord, in my young life, and even now, I'm more hungry today than I've ever been before. That's why I hunted this church for a Sunday night service. I am hungry. For, amen. People ask me, so well, you know, you, you could just kind of stay at home. You could do this. So many churches are doing it nowadays. And I said, but I've got a hunger. I've got a desire. And I don't have to preach every service. i got a hunger to be in the house of God. I've got a desire to know more. I've got a desire to see more. I've got a desire to be a part of this great family. Amen. And a part of the things of God. And, and, And we have different desires. But as we get into Christ, our desires begin to change. Amen. Our desires begin to become God's desires. And what God's desire is for my life. And I know it's happened for this young couple tonight. We set ourselves up by humbling ourselves before the Lord. Psalms chapter 10 and verse 17 says, Lord, you have heard the desire of the humble. Did you hear me? You have heard the desire of the humble. You will prepare their heart. You will cause your ear to hear. And we set ourselves up by worshiping the Lord. Hey, man, if you really want to get a desire, worship the Lord and as you get into the midst of it you become free as you get into the midst of worship and you worship the Lord in spirit and in truth there are some things that have been set free we are sanctified by the power of the Holy Spirit and as I was reading some of your cardinal doctrines I noticed sanctification is still in there and sanctification must still be a part of our hearts if we're going to have a real desire for God because the devil is wanting us to get our mind on so many things that has nothing to do with church there are so many people that are so active in so many activities amen if they have a, just a little room they'll go to church they'll get involved in church they'll give a little part of the tithe in which they should have gave whole to the lord but we've got to get back to the true desire of god amen and then we need to set ourselves up by setting our affections on heavenly things our affections on heavenly things and, and, and there are times when our affections amen will lead us uh, to where amen we're going to get victory in amen to set our affections amen and, and we need to set ourselves up by finding God's word where desire is really rewarded I hear so many people say well the word of God seems to be boring usually it's because we're bored amen we're bored. we got a boring spirit But when you open up in a worshipful attitude, and I I teach ministers quite a bit, and and I, I help them go through their courses and different things of that stuff, and I said, open yourself up every morning in worship. Amen. Free your heart. Free your spirit. You'll never get that true desire of what you really need to do unless you're opened up in worship. And then I tell them to get into the Word of God. And as you read the Word of God, make sure that the Word of God reads you. Amen. The reading of the Word should be an enjoyment. It should be a desire. Amen. And once you see how the Word of God is working inside of you, you'll even get a greater desire when you see what will manifest from your reading when you see what will manifest through your study, when you see the word of God working in you, amen, greater things will happen. So we set ourselves up by finding in God's word where desire is rewarded. David said, oh, how sweet the word of God is. Amen, he desired it. Amen, he desired worship. That's why he outlasted, amen, the first king of Israel. Amen, Saul worshiped at first, but he kind of you know he kind of fizzled out. He prophesied, he danced his little dance, but he did not continue in worship like David did. Why David endured so long and why he had the desire to serve God and serve his people in Israel and fight against the enemy is because he got that true desire from God. You see we all must choose what desires we care about so very wisely. Amen, we, amen. the Bible says he that desires a wife desires a good thing, but what kind of a wife? Amen, what type of a wife? Amen, and so we've got to really be careful. What church? And I've heard people say, and I had to correct them in the church I pastored, where they said, well, it really doesn't matter where you go to church as long as you go to church. And I had to rebuke them or correct them. And I said, it does matter. Do you want them to go to a dead church? Do you want to go to a church that doesn't believe in miracles, doesn't believe in healings, don't believe in the baptism of the Holy Spirit, don't believe in the gifts of the Spirit, don't, don't really believe in anything but salvation, and thank God for salvation. But it's going to take more than salvation, amen, to really see this world one for Christ. And, and so we got to be very wise. The devil will try to trick you into acting on wrong desires. Genesis 3 and 6 Amen. So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, the Bible not only says don't eat it, the fruit, but he said don't even look at it. You know there are some things you you, well you know there are some things I'm not. uh, My appetites don't really get really going unless I see it. Amen. I, I hate those ungodly commercials that come on late at night, the juicy hamburgers and everything else. Amen. One night late, I got I got up out of the bed, put on some clothes, and went to the supermarket searching for the same type of ice cream. Amen. Boy, it I was desirous of that ice cream. Boy, I saw how good it looked, how they put it in their mouth, and how the smile that it had. I saw all of that, and I desired it. And desire leads to action. That's why the devil doesn't want us to get a real fiery desire for God, a desire to work in the church, a desire to read God's word and a desire to get into worship because he's afraid it's going to launch you. Amen, it's going to launch you into real ministry. It's going to launch you in the powerful anointing of the Holy Ghost. Amen, we don't need this old fake stuff, informal stuff. We need the real stuff. And and the Bible says it was a tree desirable. To make one wise, she took of the fruit and she ate. And, and you know, you can, when you get something that good, you can't help but share it. And she gave it to her husband and he ate. And both of them fell from the grace of God. And you know the whole story. But she gave, amen, what she really truly desired. And, and desire, it, the same word lust sometimes is the same word desire, amen. the thing that she shouldn't have unwisingly, amen, she partook of. The word desirable there in Scripture means to delight in. Amen, the beauty. Gently, beloved, covet. Amen, del- uh, delightful thing. Amen, goodly. Amen, to lust to be a pleasant thing, to be precious thing. And I'm gonna tell you, there are some things that the church is desiring that's taking them out of church. But even more than that, they're taking them out of the fellowship with God. It's taking them away from the presence of the Holy Spirit. Come on. Even David, after he sinned, he said, oh God, he said, I'm concerned. Take not thy Holy Spirit from me. The one thing that I love and I desire is be right in the midst of the Holy Spirit, to be right in the midst of the moving of the Holy Ghost I want God to move in my life at the age of 62 more than when I got saved at the age of 13. My life is not over. Come on. Amen. I have not spiritually retired. I've got a desire not just to preach the gospel, but to aid and help in any way that I can. And so we got to be careful. And so our desires can empower us, our desires is a motivation. Amen. It is a motivation. Uh, An old story was that a woman had worked hard all day, came in, was taking a little bit of nap, went a little bit too long. The husband comes in and says, honey, aren't you gonna cook a meal tonight? And she said, I'm just too tired. I'm just wiped out. I mean, I'm at the low of the lows. and, And you're just gonna have to look in there somewhere and find you something. And then she got a call. She had heard and said, what, what? And, and her husband said, Who who was it? Hey Amen. What happened? Who was killed? And she said, I'll see you later. I've got to go to the sale of pennies. <laughs> Neiman Marcus for others. Amen. <laughs> hey you gotta have some money if you go there. I looked at a tie one time and said $80. And I said, Wow, man, I tell you, hey Amen. I, I better go back to pennies, I guess. But you know, it's what fuels us. You see, desire is what fuels us. Desire is motivation to us. And the devil hates desire. That's why he's got our appetites everywhere else. We have got to really be careful for our desires must be sanctified. Our desires must be set apart. They can lead us in the right places if we choose the right thing. Amen. Psalms 27 and 4. David says, one thing I have desired of the Lord, and that will I seek. Hear me? The thing that you desire, use it's a thing that you're going to see, and maybe you don't have the true motivation to launch out, to launch out by faith, amen, and, it, and it's kind of hard sometimes to do that. You know, my mom was a beautiful singer, and, and, and she played the accordion, and all of that when my dad, granddad was starting churches and she got away from God, got back into church and she was more a little bit quiet, a little bit more timid, amen, not so, amen, at the house, but but I could hear her sing and when she was washing the dishes and all this stuff, boy, she could really sing. And the pastor asked me at a young age, hey, uh, uh, we don't have anybody to sing tonight. How would you like to lead our song service? And I said, man, me? And I said, I, I'm just a young guy. I said, I don't have much of a voice, uh, but I thought of my mom. And I said, there's a woman back there It sings like an angel. You ought to pick on her. Well, she almost killed me after service for doing that. But it wasn't long that she got a real desire for that area of ministry. And and for many years she led in in, in song and she played the piano and did all of that. She just needed a little nudge. She had really a down deep desire to uh, uh, serve the Lord Jesus, but she just needed a little bit push. Well, desire helps that and sometimes a son also helps that also every once in a while. But he said, one thing I've desired, I will see." And I will dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. Behold the beauty of the Lord. Why don't I go to church? I love to see the beauty. I love to see people repent. I love to see people healed. I like to see people encouraged. I like to see sinners come to Christ. Man, I love all that stuff. Hey Amen. Uh, my wife and I, we, we had our uh, superintendent of Missouri to call us in the Assemblies of God. And I said, hey, he, he said, I've got a hard one. And he said it's a beautiful church but this and this has happened and I really need you to go there. I need you to build it up and I think that you're the man for it. Amen, will you do it? And I had to think just for a moment after he told me some of the stuff and he said, you know, you're, you're going to be in a building process. And, and it's not the building. I mean, it's got a huge building, you know, but it, there's a lot of different things that you've got to add to it and do to it. And, and you've got a windy road all the way to Thayer, Missouri. Amen. Over all those roads. Amen. I've already killed one vulture <laughs> going over a hill. Turkey buzzard, my wife calls him. Amen, I killed one for his brothers to eat uh, the other week. And, and boy, those are heels, Man, we're tired out when we come back but the desire is there. The burden is there. The people ask me, say, why are you traveling from Poplar Bluff, Missouri to come to our church every Sunday and minister us and do all these things in the church even afterward it makes you get even back late? And I said, because I've got a burden. I've got a desire. Amen, that desire drives us and it helps to drive our car and it will help to drive you to where you're not going right now. Now, there are some of you tonight that are not really going anywhere. You're coming here, and that's great. That's a starting point, but you're still not going anywhere. You might be afraid. You might be afraid to step out in faith or whatever, but if you come to these group of leaders right here, they'll have somebody. They'll have somebody. Amen. When 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 a man of the house Amen, and it's symbolic of the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, gave every man so many talents uh, for them to invest. He gave it according to their ability, and I guarantee you he'll make sure, amen, that you're not gonna crash. They'll make sure that you'll be able to do it, and they'll help guide you. They will help you. You ought, you don't know it all when you go into a ministry, and I still don't know it all. I'm still reading. I'm still praying. I'm still listening. Today I listened to three prayers, Preachers on TV. Amen. I'm still being built up. I want to keep the desire there. I don't want my, amen, my, my oil lamp, spiritually speaking, to flicker out. Amen. And be just totally retired. And, and, and so, amen, our desires must be sanctified, must be set apart. They lead us into our purpose and destiny in God. Matthew 4 and 19. And Jesus told the disciples, some of them, he said, now, follow me. I'm going to make you fishers of men. And immediately they left their nets. And he followed them. All of a sudden, there had to be a quick desire. Uh, Somebody told me one time, well, you know, they were just poor fishermen. They really didn't have anything really to give. And they were poor. You know, it's easy to leave something that is poor. But, you know, they weren't all poor. The Bible says that they had workers. That worked underneath them. Yeah. Amen. So they were businessmen. They had something to leave. Amen. The prophet of God that was going to take, amen, the higher prophet's place. Amen. He he killed several dozen of oxen. Amen. Burned them. And what did he do to, uh, uh, to even, man, this is how he desired the ministry. Not only did he kill the oxen, but he even burned up the instruments that it was used to plow with. He made sure those bridges were burned behind him. Amen. We, we evangelized for a number of years and, and, and we stayed in homes and places, stayed with people and, and I was going by a factory one day and the Lord spoke to me and said, I want you to apply for that factory. And, uh, and I said, not so Lord, I'm an ordained minister in the summons of God and I've got revivals booked, that's what you called me to do. And he said, but I'm getting you ready to pastor. And even though you have been around pastors, you went to college, you have been, he said, I'm gonna get you, you've been with church people so long, you have forgotten sometimes what it is for the lost people to be lost. And I'm gonna put you in the midst of the lost people. And, and he did that. And another reason why is because my wife and I, we, don't know, we didn't know what it was to be alone. And, and, and my wife needed that time. And also, she was pregnant, and we had difficulties with our first. And I had to go on the road for about three months without her. And I, I saw her about once, and, and, and so I had a desire to be with her, and I had a desire, amen, to preach the gospel. And, and, and so we did it, and it was hard. And, and there were people that were questioning my motives, and they were saying, well, you have quit the ministry. And, and it was hard because I said, God, I can't do this. Well, what he did, he, he canceled most of my revivals. It was a little easier after that. And, and I said, but I, I know someone that tried the other day to get a job there and, and they couldn't get a job there. And so I walked in. I'm not gonna get that job. You're hired. And I was working in a dangerous area. I, I, I was working for a... Uh, People that built doors and windows and cabinets and all types of stuff over there and nothing related to this area of the country. But I, I was back there and God put me with some of the worst people. He put me, I mean, God's name in vain, everything, stories, everything. It was the worst conditions. It was hot, and it was very dangerous. I almost had my hand matched several times. I, amen. I, I ran a chop saw that you couldn't even really see come out and when, you, when you hit the button, and a big that, that cut several uh, quarter inches at one time. I mean, uh, it, it was real something, and I was there almost a year. And I and people would say, well, "I just don't know about Jerry Lemons anymore." But I had a desire still to do his will, even though when it seemed that I had to step back ten paces. We preached some on the weekends, but not like we're used to. Back then, it was it was five to seven times a week. We preached Sunday through Friday, and we were used to that. And then. And then the boss came up to me one day and he said this, he said, Jerry, he said, we're losing a lot of money because people are stealing tools and not bringing them back into the office and so much. And he said, we want to hire you. We uh, think that you are honest and we think that you're the one for the job and you have some college education and we want to give you an office job and we want to give you a place where there is air conditioning, You're not in danger. You're not sweating. You're not having to tote heavy, big lumber. No telling how many uh, slivers of wood I had in my hand each time. And uh, I said, no. And they said, what? I said, no. Well, why? Now, everybody has a problem in the area of desire sometimes. And even great men have sometimes a weakness in some areas. And I've seen some men. Now, I applaud the men who pastor and work. I've had to do that before. Where I had to pull myself up on a Sunday night into the chair before I preached. And when I was totally, totally exhausted. And I applaud every pastor. They're my heroes. That can do all of what they do. But I also saw some that were supposed to go into full-time ministry, but they liked what they were doing, maybe a little bit too much. They, they liked their security. They, they liked they, they didn't want to leave maybe their area, you know. And, 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 and I saw that, and I, I was concerned about that. And so I said no to the job. And, and the manager, the plant manager, came to me and said, Uh, uh, Mr. Lemon said I don't understand this why in the world would you want to stay back here and I said because God has called me to pastor a church someday and I feel that if I stay back here when they call me or God opens the door amen I'm going to give my notice and I'm going to fly out that door everybody knows there has to know their weakness And know really how great of a desire they have. I had a greater desire to do the will of God. And and a lot of people wouldn't have to do that. But I did. I did not want to miss the will of God. I did not, and all of a sudden, one year from the start to the last, amen, somebody called me and I felt the Holy Ghost come all over me and said, I want to tell you about a church that just came open. I resigned, gave them two weeks notice and it was a full year from start to finish. Amen, on my second child, the insurance paid thousands of dollars uh, for a C-section and there was so much of God in that but in the midst where there wasn't much glory, in the midst of it where it seemed like people looked and thought that I was going back. Amen, you have got to follow the will of God. You have got to follow the desire of God. And, and, And because people thought that I was stepping back, but my friend, what God was showing me in that factory, I was stepping up. I was beginning to know more about lost souls. I was beginning to know more about drug addicts. I was beginning to really know more about how people felt and their struggles and so forth. And that desire kept me in the hardest place of my life. But there was a time that God said it's time to go. Amen. And there are periods of time when we have a desire for God, it will keep us in areas that no one else wants to serve in. Amen. Amen. Our desires must be sanctified, must be set apart. They lead us into our purpose and destiny in God. Our desire can quicken us to our knees for the lost. Paul said, my heart's desire and prayer to God for Israel is that they may be saved. Desire can move us toward giving everything, our all for the cause of Christ. As the Bible tells us so many times, amen, the woman with the alabaster box gave everything, a year's wages, and she was a poor woman. Amen, but she was rich in her spirit when she followed the real desire of God. Desire spiritual gifts that people may be more powerfully equipped to deal and defeat the enemy. The Bible tells us, 1 Corinthians 14 and 1, pursue love, that's the first thing. And then it says desire spiritual gifts. Are you desiring spiritual gifts? Because it will help you to, amen, to co cock the enemy. It will help you to receive discernment and give you information about the enemy. It will help you to take away his power. It will help you, amen, to get dominion over the powers of the enemy. We need the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And a lot of people aren't desiring the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Desire the gifts and you'll see your church increase. Desire the gifts. How is that? Amen. Peter and John. And this is my interpretation. It doesn't mean a lot sometimes, but... Amen, Peter and John going there, seeing a man that, that had been begging for years. And they had passed him probably for years. They weren't going to the temple because they were out of strength. But it's always good to come to the house of God and add to your strength. It's always good to come to the house of God and add to the desire. It's always good to add another gift, amen, and to be used of God even in a greater way. And all of a sudden, I believe the gift of faith came over that is different from regular faith and With that gift of faith, Peter and John, they knew, man, God's gonna heal this guy. Word of knowledge, word of wisdom, and what to do, they grabbed him by the hand, such as I have, amen. I I, I, I don't have no silver and gold, but such as I have, give I unto thee, rise up and walk, and a miracle happened. Amen, the man ran into the temple or into the synagogue, and people began to ask questions. It opened the door to preach Jesus Christ and the gospel, and there were several thousand that were won to the Lord, and I can tell you, place after place, amen where the gifts of the Holy Spirit opened up the eyes of people and led to greater things I'm telling you the Bible doesn't say if you want it says desire spiritual gifts we need more people in this church amen but we need the desire for the right things hello amen desire can move us toward giving everything amen our all to Christ desire spiritual gifts amen desire all of them a true desire for God and His will needs continual cultivation. And I'll go through these real quickly. Cultivation. Amen. For a farmer, he might have had a good crop last year, but he has to lay down the right things for even a good crop next year. He can't just say, Well, it's gonna happen again. I'm just gonna do the same thing. He's gotta add something to it. And when I found, I've seen pastors, I've seen Uh, pastors that lost their joy at pastoring. I've seen people in the church that lost their joy and what a fantastic message on joy that we had last Wednesday night. Amen, I've seen people just lose their joy or lose their desire. As the pastor said, I think some people said, one guy said over 20,000 ministers a month Amen, leave the ministry. Amen, their desires, maybe it's for money, their desires is, is that I don't want to be hurt anymore. Their desires I can be all types, and you can't blame them for some of the things that they go through, but they need our desire needs cultivation. Amen, have a great revival. You know, y'all had a man of God not long ago. Man, I feel like God's calling me. I feel like God's doing so. I feel where did it go? Amen. Did you cultivate it? Did you seek the Lord about it? Did you go to your pastor and say, this is the feelings that I've been having? Would you pray with me? Amen. Pray that, amen, maybe God will speak to you about a place in the church where I need to help a teacher or help somebody really in the church. But the cultivation is this. Keep on studying and applying the word of God to yourself. The Bible is God speaking to us and the Bible says that it's lively. The Bible says that it's powerful. The Bible says that it's piercing. It's a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. We've got to cultivate our desire. We have got to stay in the Word of God. Open up with worship. Get in and begin to study it. And not only only will you read the Bible, but the Holy Spirit will read you. The Holy Spirit will convict you. Amen. The Lord will let you read somebody about being called and and he will say, this is just for you and show you maybe the things that you should go through or the things you ought to do in applying yourself to the call. Number two, constant praying. You never pray too much and say, well, I've learned it all. I know some preachers that rely on their past sermons. Somewhere or another, they lost their desire to study. I consider God's book the greatest toy land of all. I consider God's book the greatest candy store of all. I consider God's word the greatest treasure field of all because I've unearthed them. I have tasted them. I have seen so many things. Keep on studying. Keep on praying. Fasting. This helps to bring God as the center of our focus causing us to lay aside those things that distract us godly company amen my brother and sister get around the right people amen if you get around the wrong people you can be out of the ministry before it even starts get around the right people hallelujah 1st Corinthians 15:33 do not be deceived evil company corrupts amen good habits get around the right type of people Amen. No matter how much we read the Bible, praying fast, being around ungodly, and not just ungodly, but doubtful people. Amen. Doubtful company will stifle our progress, causing us to take one step forward and ten steps back. Oh, the Holy Ghost is speaking to somebody right there. Amen. Number five, edify ourselves with godly books, music, and videos. God's Bible is the first priority, but there's some other good books that will encourage you. That will encourage you. Closing, holy desire should lead to resolute action. The old proverb says, wishers and wooders are never good housekeepers. Wishing never fills a sack. Desires are seed which must be sown in the good soil of activity or they will yield no harvest. We shall find our desires to be like clouds without rain unless followed up by practical endeavors and how true that is. This is not an accidental thing. I sense you out there. I sense different levels of those that may not have a desire, those who have had one, those that have lost one. And God says, it's time to come back and pick it, pick it up. It's time to grow within that desire, to cultivate it again, because I want to add to the kingdom, folks. When you look at what's going on over there, we don't have very long. I'm telling you, we may not have to the end of the year. Russia, amen, and Syria—they're—they're—they're they're getting ready to attack Israel right now in Iran, and Israel has had their war stuff out there, planning an invasion and attacking. Nuclear facility we've been hearing about, but they're on the verge of doing it. The Bible tells us to redeem the time, and we must redeem our desires.